Yo, 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 and welcome back. My name is Jason, and I am your hostess of Between the Photos, a podcast that looks at the work that I do between the photo highlights on my Instagram reel. One of the things that I have been going through recently is some pretty major changes in my life. I've been presented with a new home, a new new place of residence, some new work, some new considerations. And I've taken the last six weeks to really just be still and process that. And today's episode is really about the stillness in between When you are one place and you are moving into a new place, not just literally, not me just moving into a new home, but moving from one version of yourself to another version of yourself, moving between whether it's levels of consciousness or whether it's levels of perspective or levels of growth, period, self-realization. It's these moments in between where the stillness is required and the softness and the quiet is critical. And I was starting to pressure myself because I hadn't produced any episodes in a very long time since the beginning of December 2020. And normally when I produce, I produce, I'll be really inspired and I'll have a whole bunch come through and I'll produce different episodes and then I will go back into silence and sit and think and and consider. But this time, the silence was calling me to remain still for much longer. And I had to exercise personal patience and allowing. I had to allow for myself to have the space to listen to what it was that I was going to be doing next and hear what I needed to hear. So uh, I was living in Hawaii as many of you who follow this podcast often know. I was staying in Hawaii on the Big Island, and what I had realized was that my house had mold in it. And although I was aware of the fact that my house had mold in it, I didn't realize the mold was making me very sick. So I came to this threshold of of conflict in my body. My body was definitely telling me, hey, something's off, and you need to figure it out. So that came to a head. And within the same day, I had two people ask me about my my cough. They were like, hey, you know, you sound like you're dealing with mold. Have you, are you dealing with mold right now? <laughs> and they were unrelated, didn't know each other. And in the same day, I was getting these messages to be a little bit more aware. So as that came into my field, I thought, oh my God, yeah, I have, yes, I have mold in my house. Holy crap, I didn't think about the real big impact, even though I knew, here's, this is the thing, even though I knew, I knew mold was not good. I know that. I've been in property management. I know that. But yet, for some reason, I didn't want to admit in a way that I just, I don't know. There was something about I had resistance to dealing with it because it felt like a big project 
and I was tired and I didn't want to deal with another big project. So when I told the property manager, hey, I found this, what are we going to do about it? The responsibility was put back on me to choose a time to deal with it. And I'm like, well, give me the requirements. I have an idea what they are, but you let me know. And then I can come to the time, right? I can give you time. But I knew what that meant. I knew that it meant having to clear out my entire house. I knew it meant having to have all this stuff done to clean this out. And I just thought, ugh, that's so much work. I don't even want to think about dealing with it. And a piece of me, one of the things that I'm working on is not is is when I choose to not take responsibility for certain things. There are certain things in my life that I will defer responsibility or ignore altogether because I just don't want to deal with it because it feels too big, it feels too overwhelming, it feels like just overwhelming is the word. Purely overwhelming. So there are certain things that I will absolutely either reject defer or deny any responsibility to do something about it. And it was in that moment where I'm like, "Ugh, this is just, why is this my problem? Why am I having to deal with this? Why? (laughs) I totally dropped into pure agitation, pure irritation. And then I thought, well, maybe it can just go away on its own. We all know the answer to that. It never goes away on its own. We also know the answer to when you don't deal with things, they get worse until you deal with them. So I got some medicine on that. I got my, I got some things handed to me there. So fast forward, the mold became a problem when the rainy season hit. In the beginning of November, the rains came and it amplified the impact of the mold. And that was when I started to get all these symptoms of mold poisoning But I didn't quite put it together. But when I actually stood back and looked at it from from an overarching point of view, I was actually experiencing symptoms far longer than what I, far longer than the rainy season. So I really had to, I just had to face the, the music. And what that meant was that I knew in the bottom of my heart that no matter what the approach was to deal with it, it would be it would have to be a lot it would it would be disruptive it would take time to really do it properly you know anybody can do a quote unquote mold cleanup but to do the job properly takes takes some work and i just knew that wasn't going to happen so i had to make a decision and i had to decide in that moment if i was going to stay or if i was going to go and i decided what needed to be done and what was required to be done would just be way too much and oh I was just gonna go so I ended up breaking the lease and leaving three days later so this all happened within three days I came into my awareness the shoe dropped per se I sat with it for one day to make the decision and then the next day I packed up to leave so I really ended up leaving my life within a matter of days of deciding. And there was this point of me being in between, not knowing really where I was going or what I was doing, 
because I didn't have to think about that. In my mind, I was going to be staying somewhere for a very long time and I didn't have to think about where am I going to be living, what am I going to be doing, all the research that goes into that. I, that wasn't even on my radar. So needless to say, it kind of took me by surprise. And that's fine. It's all for the good. I never doubt. I never doubt when I'm relocated. I never doubt when I have something going on where I need to move from one place to another. I don't doubt those things. It took me a long time to come into that state of flow and trust. But I don't doubt those things when they happen to me. I now embrace them and just go with them and, and celebrate the the magic of them. Can you hear that Harley in the background? We aren't in Hawaii anymore. Are we? <laughs> nope. So anyway, the time that it took to get to the conclusion, although it was only a day, I moved within three days. Relocated everything, packed up everything. Didn't know where I was going to go, didn't know what I was going to do. Had to make some really big decisions really quickly. All for the good. I tuned in. I knew what I needed. I didn't know what I was going to get but I knew what I needed. I knew enough. And it was interesting because I went to the airport thinking I was going to be flying to Oregon, the state of Oregon in the U.S., to go to Mount Shasta. And when I got to the airport, I was three minutes late to the cutoff for the checked baggage. And they were like, sorry, you're going to have to take another flight. And I thought, all right, whatever. It's another flight at 10 o'clock tonight. I'll just take that one. And they're like, here's the number to call. Here's what you do, blah, blah, blah. Well, then the woman looks at me and she's like, hey, would you want to go to San Jose, California in an hour by chance? And I'm thinking, okay, that is not even the same state. Although it's close, it's not super close. You know, that's a pretty far drive to Mount Shasta from San Jose. And I thought, hmm. But then... I don't know what it was, but a piece of me just said yes. So I said, yeah, I'll get on that next plane. Yeah, I'll I'll go there. And I get, I end up getting on the plane and thinking, man, I better tell somebody I'm coming. I better tell somebody I'm coming into San Jose. So anyway, the point is I relocated to Northern California and I'll be doing some more work in the Redwoods. I've been called to the Redwoods to do some work. So... The point of the podcast is this. There's a sometimes there's a waiting period, the time in between what you know and what you are about to know, what you had and where you're going, where you were, where you are. And there's a waiting period, and that waiting period requires a lot of trust, a lot of faith, a lot of patience, a lot of stillness. And when your survival mode is activated. Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? When that's activated, it's very hard to remain in the place of stillness. It's very hard to remain in the place of quiet, quietude and listening. So the podcast today is really focusing on how I was able to remain in a place of stillness, even though I didn't have answers. Part of my journey, my spiritual journey, my self-realization journey, 
has been focusing on the self-mastery of coming into trust and full surrender. And coming into a place of surrender can be deeply difficult and very challenging when you don't have a lot of faith and trust or are used to doing everything yourself. Instead of me just trusting that things will be orchestrated and I will receive what I need when I need it, I have historically always felt that I needed to figure it out. I needed to do it myself. I needed to be in full control. But we all know that it's so rare that we are ever, ever, ever in control because we're never in control. We're not in control. We're not. We think we are, but we're not. So I've had to move through these phases of practice, of moving out of rigidity and control, perceived control, and allowing myself to let go of the grip that I had been holding for so long and allow for me to be guided and me to be shown the way versus trying to forcefully figure out the path. It's a lot longer road and a lot harder hill to climb when I do that. And in this moment, I, although I was in the place of trust, I know, I know this, I've been through it before, I've been doing it for years, I get it. Meaning not like an arrogant, oh, I get it. Meaning I get the flow, the process, I conceptually get it. (laughs) I logically get it. But when the other aspect was tapped into, which was my survival mode, the mastery comes in that moment. The mastery happens when I know that I don't really have an answer. But can I stand in the the heat of that flame and still know that all of my needs will be met when they need to be met? Can I do it? Can I stand in that? Can I hold that line of faith and trust and surrender? Can I be there? So this this la- these last three weeks have been an active practice of self-mastery, of surrender and trust. And I trust. And on top of that, it was also an active practice of receiving, allowing for others to care for me, help me, assist me. When I got to the airport, I had a need. And I could have I could have been standing there not expressing my need, or I could voice my need and say, here's what I need. Are you able to assist me and have my need met? Or not met, but at least I'd know, and I wouldn't have to try to figure it out on my own. I could actually ask for help and support, which was exactly what I had to do, right? I got to the airport and I said, okay, so now I'm not doing what I thought I was doing, and I'm going to be doing something else, I'm going to need assistance. Are you the right resource to help me? That one seemingly little example was the example that was the starting point for many more, many, many, many more opportunities and examples of ways in which I was going to have to ask for assistance, direction, help, 
support. And my job was to receive it when I got it. My job was to receive the help, support, guidance when I got it. The abundance, whatever it was, whatever it was, I needed to receive it. So this, these last six weeks have been a journey of self-realization and self-mastery about coming into deeper levels of surrender when the pressure was on. Because even though I conceptually knew and had been there before and had done this, it was another level of assistance on my behalf of having to stand in it and really have the faith and trust that things were going to go well. And then on the flip side of that, it was when things did go well, I didn't deny it. I didn't come into a place of self-sabotage to say, oh, no, 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 I got it. Oh, no, 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 I'll take care of that. I didn't go into a place of denial because I wanted to control or would feel better if I had control. And instead, I had to allow for myself to receive, which can be very difficult for people to be in the place of receiving and allowing for receiving help, especially when the upbringing was traumatic or there was experiences of non-safety throughout my life when allowing others to support me or help me. That hadn't been safe for people. That would be a very difficult thing for people to do is to receive because it, it historically hadn't been a, a trusted activity or something that they could in fact trust. And that was, you know, that had been the scenario with me. So I had been learning to allow for people to help me. So when I got on the plane, I was able to text a friend and say, hey, are you able to pick me up from the airport and help me with my luggage? Hey, by the way, I'm coming into town. I need a place to stay for the night. Great, here you go. Receive that, receive it fully. It is so interesting when we are between two places and we are in motion of where we were to where we're going, where we were to where we are, and knowing that it is a transitional state of growth, knowledge, one job to a new job or whatever, one home to a new home, whatever the scenario is, whatever the external circumstance is, it's just the same thing when it comes down to it. You're moving from one state to a new state, one place to a new place, a state of being to a new state of being. Get the idea. So it's in those moments that it is putting our feet to the fire and testing our ability to anchor what we have learned and really stand in it to allow for it to take place without resistance. Not to say that there isn't any resistance, but less resistance maybe. <sighs> so it has been a journey and I know I have been very quiet, but the quiet was required in order for me to understand, listen, hear, know what was next for me. So if you find yourself in a place of in-between, 
the best possible thing you can do is trust that the timing is perfect. What is yours will never miss you. You will always have what you need when you need it. Your timing of that may be, be vastly different than what your actual needs are. Your pride and your ego may want something different. Just remember that you will always have what you need when you need it. And if you don't have it yet, that's because you don't need it yet. What is yours will never miss you. That's one of my favorites. I'm a lot calmer about things when I'm in these transitional periods because I know that whatever is mine will never miss me. I'm not going to miss out. There's no reason to have FOMO. There's no reason to be freaking out. I'm not going to miss what's, what's mine to begin with. It will always come my way, and I will get it when I need it. In the timing, that is of perfect timing. Not my idea of what perfect timing may be, right? So it's stripping away the, the pressure. It's stripping away the undue pressure that we often put on ourselves and on scenarios. They always work out, and they work out very harmoniously. It's only when we come into the resistance of, of it that we run into trouble. So needless to say, I have been enjoying the silence and a lot of fruitful things have come forward. More episodes will be had in the near future. But for now, there's a just a beautiful resting period and a silence that comes in between the phases and states. And that that is my time right now. So if you find yourself moving through that, I hope that this episode has reminded you of the things that are important when you are moving from one place to the other. I love you. I wish you well. I'll speak with you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Photos. A quick, insightful look at the real work that happens between the photos on my Instagram feed. It is truly my digital diary and my expression of the things that I am moving through, thinking about, contemplating, considering, learning from, experiencing. And these subjects, these matters of the heart, are things that may impact other people in this world. So I created this podcast as a way of talk therapy to work them out with myself out loud and in essence helping others work it out within themselves thank you for listening if you're called to share this with someone please do because you never know how these words these transmissions will impact another human have a great day and i love you thanks for listening